every week we've been hearing some really profound things where we can take it home, apply it to our life. I know I'm encouraged every week by Wise Up um, to do better, to live better, to be better. Well, hey, I'm Pastor Faith, and I'm here. Thank you. I'm... I'm here on team and um, Pastor Noe and Pastor Greg and I, we get the opportunity and privilege to close out this series today, Wise Up. So we're super excited. Um, but before we get started, if we could just take a moment and uh, I want to pray for the service really quick. I think um, I just, I want to make sure nobody misses, you know, what God has in store for you today. I want to make sure, I think we all get distracted in our life and we come to church and we're excited to be at church, but I think it's so easy for us to sit there and our mind to wander, right? And so I want to make sure um, that nobody misses what we have for you today. I want to, if you're needing clarity today, if you're needing some healing today, whatever it is, I want to go ahead and pray for that. Jesus, we come to you in prayer Thank you so much for this time together, Lord. Thank you for the knowledge and the wisdom that you've given us in your word today, Lord. May we hear something today that we so desperately need, Jesus. We give it all to you. We know your word is powerful and that there's action that needs to be placed when it comes to your word, Jesus. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone says... All right. Um, have you ever had to, this is, this is a funny question. Have you ever had to wait for something? Obviously, right? <laughs> Waiting is a part of life. Waiting, you, we, gosh, we wait for everything. We wait in line at HEB in the grocery store, especially at the beginning of the month. There's like a thousand people there, right? To be honest. Um, we wait in traffic in our cars. We wait for our kids to get ready for school. We wait for our husbands to get ready for church, right? <laughs> no pun intended, we're sunny. Um, no, waiting, it's, it's a part of life. It's a part of the tension. I mean, whether you're waiting for like an Amazon package or whatever it be, for me, what I naturally think of when it comes to waiting is when I give birth to my children, right? All you moms, um, I mean, gosh, we hold this child inside of us um, for nine whole months. For nine whole months, that's a long time. And um, not just hold the baby inside of us, right? All the things that comes with that, um, the emotions that come with it, the physical changes that comes with it, um, not just physically, but like internally, our organs are all messed up and, you know, getting ready for this baby, um, cravings, morning sickness. I think it's, you know, I'm a mom, so naturally, when I think of waiting, being pregnant for nine months is, is yeah, the hot Cheeto craving, all those things. Um, it's, it's a lot of waiting and it's a lot of tension and discomfort and stress and moodiness and all the things that come with that, right? I'm sure you husbands can attest to that. Um, but leading all up until one moment, the one moment where we give birth, right? And I think as a mom, you get emotional about it because you think about it, you give birth to this human that you've been carrying inside of you for nine months and, you know, they come out and they look like a wrinkly little alien and... <laughs> To be honest, you know, people are like, you're so rude. I'm like, no, really, all babies look weird when they're born. But then they're cute. Then they're cute. And it's like, it's my alien, though. That's my baby. Um, but I think about those things, tension and waiting, it's, it's part of life. Um, it's a part of our everyday life. And the moment I laid eyes on my first daughter, I was speechless. Like, I had no words. 
I looked at Sunny and we were just weeping the whole time, right? As a parent, you, you have those moments with them. I do question it now that she's a teen. Um, I don't know if I'm so excited about having her, <laughs> all you parents to teenagers. But waiting, um, it doesn't come easy for us. Waiting does not come easy for any of us. As one commentator wrote, it requires strength to wait quietly for something for which we have God's promise, but we do not have a date. I'll say that again, because this is really good. It requires strength to wait quietly for something for which we have God's promise. We know that we have God's promise, but we don't have a due date on it, right? And I think that can be really hard. Um, so today's topic, today's title message is wisdom in our waiting. You can write that at the top of your paper. Wisdom in our waiting. It's something, it's a part of life. Waiting, it's like, why do we have to wait all the time? It's frustrating, um, it's emotional, it's, it's all those things. Wisdom in our waiting. So point one that I'm going to make today is faith grows in our waiting. No pun intended. My name is Faith. Faith grows, <laughs> Mr. Ryan, faith grows in our waiting. Um, when you think about faith, what is faith? Faith is complete trust and confidence in something, right? When you think about faith, that's what it is. It's complete trust and confidence in something. We're going to go to Hebrews 10.35. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. 36. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Everyone say promises. promises. Everyone say promises. 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 As Christ followers, we have faith in God's promises, right? We have faith that, man, as a Christ believer, as a person of faith, I believe that God says he's going to do what he says he's going to do. I believe that he's going to show up when he says he's going to show up, right? God promised to be with us. God promised to be with us. These are some of the promises. God promised that he is kind and compassionate. He promised that. God promised that I have purpose in my life, that you have purpose in your life. These are some of God's promises. God promise, promises to provide. When God promises to restore joy in moments time where we don't feel it. God promises us the abundant life. And I think we can sit there and be like, really? But where's my joy? Where's the abundant life that he promises? And I think promises, I think about it like this. Promises are like a pipeline between us and God's supply. Whether it be spiritual or physical or even a materialistic thing, God's promises are the pipeline between us and his supplies. However, if you don't know what the promises are, how can you have faith in something? How can you have faith in God? How can you have faith in his promises if you don't even know what those promises are? So, you know, point, one point is go and find the promise. Go and find a promise that covers your need. Right now, this morning, there's not one person in this room who doesn't have a need. So go and find his promise. How do you find his promises? In the word. You, you find it in the word, through the word. You need to search the word. Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing, and hearing is the word of God. Yeah. So we have to find, we have to search the word for the promises, um, but we can't just look those up, write them on a post-it, and put it in the mirror in our restroom. We got to meditate on that. We got to meditate on it. We got to feed on that. It's just like food. I love food. How many of you are foodies? 
I love food. Um, it's just like that. We love food. And when we eat, it produces like this natural um, strength inside of us. But same is true when we don't eat. Or should I say, same is true when we don't eat the right things. When we um, feed on the wrong things, it produces this weakness in us. And it's same is true with our faith, guys. When you're not meditating or you're not feeding on the word, you are not going to strengthen yourself. You're only going to get weak. So don't just go find the promises. Don't just go seek them out in the Bible and write them down and post them on Instagram or Facebook. you got to meditate and feed on the word. Um, and I think... I think we've all been there, right? We're talking about waiting. We're talking about the tension and the frustration of it. Um, some of you, maybe people have made a promise to you and didn't, it didn't come through or they didn't fall through. Um, I can take it a step deeper than that. Maybe you guys have prayed to God for something and the prayer never came, came to fruition. Your prayer never got answered or you feel as if your prayer never got answered. I think we can often find ourselves in that, in that moment, in that place, and you know, this is where faith kicks in. This is where the faith grows in the waiting. This is your faith grows in the waiting moment. In these moments where there's so many whys, like why me? Why did this happen to me? Why did I get fired from my job? Why didn't I get accepted to this school? Why are my kids crazy? Why, whatever, whatever it is, all the whys, right? All the whys in our life takes it back to this. You have to know what the promises of God are. You have to med meditate on it. Um, and this is where our faith grows. This is where our faith grows in the waiting, trusting that God's plan is greater. Um, when we think about stories in the Bible, I always think about David. David, if you don't know who David is, go look him up in the Bible. David had to wait 15 years. Everyone say 15. David had to wait 15 years for him to reign over Israel when he was promised it way sooner than that. He had to wait for 15 years to um, reign over Israel. But what did he do in the meantime? He sang songs. He killed a giant. He took care of sheep. But I, you know what he didn't do is he didn't check out. He didn't check out. So same is true for us. I'm encouraged by that. It took David 15 years to reign. But he lived in the in-between. He didn't stop. He didn't check out. He kept going. He kept living. He kept loving. Um, so going back to Hebrews 35, it's so powerful. So do not throw away this confidence. Trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. We must have a growing faith. It's foundational to, to the life of a Christ follower. We must have a growing faith. Um, when you can't see him or you can't understand his ways or don't understand your situation or why, why the things are happening around you, um, remember our waiting produces faith even when the outcome doesn't look like what we want it to. So up next, we have Pastor Greg to finish the conversation. Here we go. That's, that's, a, that's a handsome young man, I might say. Amen. Okay, sorry. I'm not, for those of you all who know me, I'm not humble. I mean, I'm, I am not prideful. I'm very humble. So for me, wow, what does the Bible tell us? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I always think I'm incredibly humble, but golly, 
Can, hey, y'all need to pray for me right now. That's like, can we just end the message right now and like do an altar call for my pride? Holy smokes. Jesus, forgive me for my pride. Well, welcome. Um, this is an awesome message. And I know for those of you guys that, that came in, the moment that Pastor Faith said, we're going to be talking about waiting, I think I might have seen a couple be like, you know what, I'm going to wait till next week till Pastor Brent comes in. <laughs> it's, it's there's something about waiting that just feels like a dirty word. It's like a, it's like a curse word. It's like, like me, okay, like, what did you just say? Did you just, waiting? No, like we're like appalled by this concept of waiting. It's like, you know what, me and God, we, you know, we cool and all, but we don't do this waiting thing. Like it's just, you know, it's, if I want something, I'm going to go and get it. And you know what, that's how so many of us approach our lives when it comes to waiting on God. It's just, you know what, I, I, I'm just going to go and get it because this is what I want. I want to fulfill my flesh. I want to fulfill the desires and do whatever I want to do. But we have to understand that waiting is incredibly important. There is purpose in our waiting. So the point that I'm going to bring today is, is let waiting do its work. Let waiting do its work. That's the beauty and the tension of waiting, right? The tension of waiting where it's like, ugh, like, man, I want to I wanna go out and get it. Like, come on, like, it's, it's right before my, my grasp. It's, it's, it's right there. Let me go out. This relationship, man, that guy is so cute or that, you know, I just want to grab it. Just, but there's this tension of waiting, of stepping outside of ourselves, in our flesh, following our desires, or this tension of like, all right, God, I'm just going to wait on you. But the reality is, is there's beauty in waiting. There is incredible beauty in waiting. Because again, there is purpose in our waiting. Because my waiting will always produce something in me. Our waiting is always going to produce something in us. It's always going to produce something in us. You know, we all has, have our stories of waiting. I am a girl dad. So I like, I'm like in permanent waiting like mode all day long. It's like, hey, let's go to Ikea. And okay, for, uh, 45 minutes later, let, let's put on our shirt. And it's like, like, oh my gosh, just to get out of the door to go to Ikea and go room by room, looking line after line and, and then going to, like I'm in a constant state of waiting as a girl dad. And, and so many times I can find myself just getting frustrated while I'm waiting. I don't know about you guys, in this waiting, this tension of waiting, we can, we can allow frustration to rise up in us. And I realized so many times, I mean, my wife's a hippie too. So she's like, like the girls are just always behind, just slow, just kind of free pace. Like, yeah, it's whatever. Let's just take our time. And my wife is the same. So it's like a double whammy. So I, I need y'all to pray for me that as well too, man. Like, it's like, God, please, let's start the altar now. But it's this constant state of waiting. But I realized in my moments of waiting is I have the choice of what it produces in my life. In these moments of waiting, we have the choice. We're not victims to waiting. We decide, we get to choose what, wa uh, what waiting produces in each one of our lives. So we can fight the waiting or we can embrace the waiting. We can fight the waiting or we can embrace the waiting. And when we fight the waiting, like I do when, no, I don't want to go to Ikea. Like, no, like then it starts a big old fight and it's, it's, just, it's just a mess. And like, no, I don't want to wait any longer. So I'm going to go like, and it, and it creates just tension within my family instead of, you know what, I'm just going to embrace the moment. 
I'm going to embrace the seven hours that I'm walking aisle by aisle in Ikea, that this is so amazing that like I'm having, but, but seriously, we have the power to choose how the moments define us. We have the power to choose what waiting produces in our lives. And this is the beauty of it. I can determine the direction of my waiting and I can determine my response in the waiting. My direction and my response is determined by me. Because the reality is, is often our response is more important than the reason why we are waiting. Come on, hear me on that. It's often our response in the waiting that is so much more important than the actual process of waiting. And this is very evident if you look at the life, uh, life of the Israelites. And the Bible tells us in Exodus 6, it, it, it talks about how Moses, I mean, how many, Prince of Egypt? Come on, Prince of Egypt? Yeah, okay. All right, may, I might be dating myself a little bit. All right. But uh, Prince of Egypt, it's an incredible movie. It talks about the life of Moses. And it talks about that God saved the Israelites from slavery. He delivered them from Egypt. And he was leading them into a promised land. God was leading them. Moses was leading them into a promised land. And they were in this transition period of waiting. And the promised land that God had for them was a 40-day journey. 40-day journey. It was a 40-day stroll in the park. But this 40-day stroll in the park actually ended up being 40 years because of the response of their waiting. What did they do in the waiting? They were complaining. God, like, you let us out here into this wilderness just to die? Like, I'd rather go back to Egypt and be a slave, go back to my bondage, than stay in this season of waiting. What was supposed to be a stroll in the park 40 days was 40 years. And it was totally contingent on their response in the waiting. Think about how much blessing God had for them. Wanted them to enter into that promised land so much faster, but they wasted their waiting. My question to you is, are you wasting your waiting? We all have our moments and our seasons of waiting. We all are in this tension of waiting, this back and forth, like, uh, do, do I do it? Do I, do, do, I, do I grab a hold of it? Do I, God, do I just kind of do whatever I want? There's this tension of waiting. Sometimes it just gets wasted. But we have the power to choose what we do with our waiting. The waiting we are going through is sometimes connected to what he is leading us to. The waiting we are going through is sometimes connected to what he is leading us to. The Israelites had a promised land before them. The promised land was full, it was full of enemies and full of giants, but it was full of abundance, supernatural abundance. This is the life that God is leading each one of us to. But will we allow the waiting to do its work? This tension that we have, are we gonna allow the waiting, waiting to do its work? And when we allow waiting to do its work, Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Come on. Mount up 
like on wings like like an eagle. It's like high school musical. We're so man. Okay, all right, all right. You guys got that one. But this is the this is the beautiful thing and in, in, in I'm ending right here. This is the beautiful thing about eagles. Eagles love the storm. Eagles love the waiting. They understand. Amen. Come on. Amen. Eagles love the storm. Eagles are the only birds that love the storm. When all other birds try to flee from the storm and hide from its fierceness, eagles fly into it. And they will use the winds of the storms, they will use the winds of the waiting to rise higher in a matter of seconds. They use the pressure of the storm to glide higher without using their own energy. We constantly are in this like, oh man, I'm just so tired in my waiting. Like, oh man, I can't do that. I'm just tired. When we embrace the storm and when, when we're able to fly like eagles, but that's beautiful. When they use the pressure of the storm to glide higher without having to create their own energy, they are able to do this because God has created them uniquely with the ability to lock their wings in a fixed position in the midst of a fierce storms. Second thing about an eagle is they have 22 vision. Uh, I don't, I don't even know. I didn't even know what the heck that means. But, <laughs> but what this in essence translates to, it's, it's being something similar to there's a football field and all the way on the other, if you're standing in the end zone and you look all the way down to the other side of the end zone, you're able to read the exact date of a quarter, like the, the date that it would have on a quarter. Like, this is incredible vision. Eagles, they have a 340-degree view from their eyes. And what this is saying to us is is incredibly beautiful, is we got to embrace the storms. We got to embrace the waitings. And if we allow waiting to do its work in us, we'll be able to fly higher, and we'll be able to see so much greater at the the beautiful things that God is leading us into. Amen? Amen? All right, Pastor Noe, let's bring us home, baby. And lastly, keep moving in the waiting. We got to keep moving in the waiting. Faith grows in the waiting. You remember who you are. When you let waiting do its work, you learn from it. And when you keep moving in the waiting, you keep moving. See, here's the thing about waiting is sometimes we want to sit still, chill, hang. We think waiting is just relaxed, kick back. I'm on my couch watching football all day today, right? Sunday. I'm just going to sit here. Football's back. Everyone's excited. Cowboys don't play till Thursday, but hey, we're, I can't wait. I'm waiting for a Thursday, you know. Can't wait. I know all the Cowboy fans are just waiting. Like, can't wait. Dak's going to eat. Zeke's going to eat. We're all excited. Yeah, okay. It's our year. If anyone knows about waiting, come on, somebody. The Cowboy fans, we know about waiting in Jesus' name. <laughs> You're going to keep waiting. Thank you so much. Um, that's why I'm a Christian. I, I, I tell my friends all the time. They're like, they're like, how are you? How are you so good at like following Jesus? Like, I'm a Cowboys fan, guys. <laughs> uh, they're like, okay, say less, say less. So we keep moving forward. We keep moving forward in the waiting, right? Like we're still there every year after year after year. We keep waiting. I don't know what specifically your promises are. I don't know specifically what you're waiting for or what specific thing that you're learning today from your waiting. But we have to keep moving. Waiting is not a place where we just sit back and relax. We got to keep moving. We got to keep going. When I, when I think about movement, I think about rhythm. And so it's strong 
the definition of rhythm is strong, regular, repeated patterns of movement or sound. Rhythm. I love rhythm. I love rhythm so much that I'm going to make you guys clap with me. You guys ready to clap with me? You guys want to make a rhythm together? Is that cool? It's football season, so I figured we can all, you know, get ready for football season. And uh, so, uh, how many of you guys love We Will Rock You? It's just an anthem. Okay, how many of you guys know off the bat, you just already know the beat? You already know it. Like, yeah. Here we go, come on, everybody. A little bit louder. Yeah. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah. Where's Mario? Come on, one more time. Let's get a little bit louder. Can you make it a little bit louder? Yeah, there you go, there's a rhythm. You feel the rhythm? You feel the pattern? We gotta keep moving to the rhythm. And every single time, you guys are good. See? But when we stop, stop. Ooh, damn, that was good. That was, you guys are really good. Yeah, that's really good. But when we stop, there's no more movement, and we stop. But there's a rhythm. There has to be a movement in your heart, in your heartbeat. Every day, we're waiting. But it doesn't mean we're stopping. It's, we're going to the rhythm of, of what God has called us to do. There's a rhythm. There's a pace. There's a movement. And sometimes we want, we want God to move. But when's the last time that you've moved toward God? God is always pursuing us every single day of our lives. But in our waiting, we have to keep moving. Boom, boom. Clap. Come on. I'm going to keep using this all day. It's good. Yeah. There's nothing that can come your way. There's nothing that can move you. There's nothing that can, can, can sustain you and sit you back and relax and wait because you're moving toward the things of God. And even in your waiting and even in the disappointments, God, I know there's a rhythm to my life and there's nothing that can hold me back because there's a rhythm and there's a pace in my waiting. Come on. It's so good. Ready? And stop. Okay, good. There's a rhythm. Psalms 32 verse 8 says this. It says, to fix your eyes, it says, the Lord, I'm oh, sorry, it says, but God in mercy, nope, that's not it either. Psalms 32 verse 8 says this, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. And then he says in Proverbs 4.25, look straight ahead. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. You have to keep moving forward. you got to have some vision for your life to keep moving forward in the direction that God wants you to go. We can't stay still. We can't keep just in our sorrows, in our depression, in our anxiety, where the enemy wants to keep you, man. We have to keep moving because even when you don't see it, even when you don't know, you got to keep moving to the rhythm. And when you keep moving in the rhythm of the heartbeat of what God has called you to do, it doesn't matter when the promise comes because you know it's coming because there's a rhythm to my life. There's a rhythm to my life. Proverbs 19 verse 2 says this, a person without knowledge is no good. A person in a hurry makes mistakes. A person in a hurry makes mistakes. This past weekend, uh, my sons finally got a haircut. We're like a two weeks late from, you know, first day of school. They kind of went a little bit shaggy, but they, first, they got their fresh cut this past weekend. And my wife was telling me, um, that Noah went first, so Noah's my five-year-old. He's the older one, and he got, he got his cut first. And so Nathaniel's really working on his waiting. And uh, he, just, he just couldn't wait to get in the seat, so my sons go see the same barber, and they're just like, Nate's like, when is it my turn? When is it my turn? When is it my turn? And so Nate's waiting and looking at his brother as the barber's just like getting him cleaned up, and he just sees the hair falling, and he's, as it's falling, he's like so excited, and he just can't wait his turn. He's like, come on, when is it my turn? Mom, 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 when is it my turn? I want to go. Come on, mom, 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 mom. And so Noah tells the barber, he's like, you know, that's my little brother. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, just, he's just not really good at patience. And then he says, uh, he says so, you know, I, I'm good at patience. 
tells the barber that Noah's telling the barber. He goes, but my brother, he's good at listening, but he's not good with patience. So he, he's kind of angry right now, but he's, he's, he's just, he just can't wait. And so the barber says, well, you know, I don't think he's getting angry. I just think he, he can't wait to look like you. But I wonder, though, how many of us are waiting our turn and trying to be next in line because we want to look like that, that person? But God has called you to something specific, something your identity can't do, that, that, that you can only do, that God has called you to do. And all of us are wanting to be like that person in that barber chair. Man, I can't wait till I get my first cut. I can't wait till I hit that million-dollar mark. I can't wait till this happens. I can't wait. But God's saying, man, quit waiting for what that person's doing. Man, start doing what I've called you to do. And in the moment of your movement, come on, I don't need two Noahs in my life. I don't need two Noahs in my life. I need, I need a, a Noah and a Nathaniel. That balances me out, right? We need you. You who God's called you to be. You're a specific identity. A lot of us are, 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 are falling short. We're, we're, we're trying to be like the next person that is, that is in the barber chair, man. But God's called you specifically to something specific. We can't all be Pastor Brent, right? We can't all be, you know, Gabe who's incredible. We can't, we can't all be this incredible people in this place. But God has called you to be specifically who God's called you to be. And when you can be you, our world can continue to move forward to the rhythm that God has called us to. I love, I love this, these moments of waiting because there's so many moments in my life that I didn't understand. And I was, I was, a, I was a young boy at 10 years old playing um, at, at the church I grew up in um, on this little small drum set. Very, not similar to that. It was, it was like a toy drum set. Uh, and I didn't know at the time this journey of life that I would be on. Of, of being called to ministry and, you know, following Jesus the rest of my life. But I was, I was 10 years old. I had no idea. But I just knew that God wanted me to do something specific for him. And it was from when I was 10 to I was 23, and I had no idea that, what that looked like. And I was just so eager. I, was just, I just wanted it to happen so quickly. And I, I couldn't wait to get that specific thing that I felt that, you know, that, the, that someone said I was going to be when I grew up. And I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew that, man, God, I, can't, I just can't wait. God, I just can't wait. And I was so eager. But little did I know that in those moments of when I was 10 to when I was 23, that God was preparing me for something so much bigger than I could ever see. And look at me today. As, as I stand here today, I look at what God was preparing for me more than I could ever have even imagined. The things that I, I get to be a part of, the things that I get to do, he was preparing me from when I was 10 to literally, I'm 33 years old today. That's a long time. I'm getting old, guys. Come on. But there's a rhythm to my life. And as I keep moving, as I keep moving, as you keep moving, that God still has a destiny for your life. Whatever that dream was that he called, that the promise that he's called you to be whenever you were young, whatever that specific thing is, you know what it is. But even though when you hold back and even though you don't know what that looks like, man, that God is just follow the rhythm. Follow that specific rhythm. When you follow that specific rhythm, man, nothing can stop you. Here's, here's, here's the last thing I'll say is that a lot of times, our world, we celebrate the moments of arrival. But we don't celebrate the moments of the process. It's like we celebrate like, man, I can't believe it. Like, how did he do that? Right? Like, it's exciting. Like, we're, we're so stoked for that person when he finally makes it or she finally makes it. Or when, and that, that waiting process is over. And we celebrate that. But we don't ever see the... the the behind-the-scenes moments, the dark moments. Even in the Bible, when Jesus was 12 years old, Jesus was 12 years old, and then we don't see him again until he's 30. It's like, what happened to you, Jesus? Where'd you go? We have no clue. But there's, there's dark moments of our lives that we got to keep moving. There's many moments that nobody will ever see, the behind-the-scenes moments, that we have to keep trusting God, and we have to keep moving forward. 
He set a path for us. We got to keep moving forward in the dark moments of our lives. God is calling you today to something specific. I don't know what that is, but you know. And in your hearts, you can start feeling that rhythm. And I know that God's calling you something specific. Remember, we're going to remember who God's called us to be. Two, we're going to learn from it. And three, we're going to keep moving forward. A lot of us here today, you've been waiting for something specific. I don't know what that is. But today I feel that God is calling us to something a little bit more. And, and I'll, I'll close with this. Hebrews 10, verse 30, Hebrews 10, 39 in the Message Bible. We'll go back to where Pastor Faith, Pastor Faith left off. It says, but we're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no. We stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. But we're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no. We stay with it and survive. God has not called you to quit. God has called you to keep moving. You got to keep looking at the pathway that he set for you. You can't be looking at your neighbor. You can't be trying to be like your older brother or little brother, whatever that looks like, or sister. God has called you specifically to something. He's put a specific rhythm in your heart, specific thing that you're called to, each one of us. And when we can move to that rhythm and we can keep moving forward and trusting God in the waiting, man, nothing can stop us. 1 Timothy 1.16 says this, it says, but I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example. Jesus Christ, he's so patient with us. If we're to be like him, we would have to learn how to be patient. There's patience that's come, that comes from God. But yet he still pursues us. You see, the cool thing about us is that when you think about maybe your darkest moments of your life, when you didn't know Jesus, God was still pursuing you. He was still moving forward toward you. He didn't wait and said, can't wait till she comes back to me. I'm just going to sit here and watch football all Sunday. Just can't wait till they come back to me. I can't wait till they walk through these doors. No, Jesus was pursuing you even when, since you've been born. And if Jesus is a pursuer of us, we should also be a pursuer of him. 2 Corinthians says this. On, it says, indeed, the right time is now. The right time is now. Today, today is the day of salvation today it's the right time God's been pursuing you since you were born he's always looking for you specifically he's looking for you every single day and today it's our turn to get up and to look out and say man God you've been pursuing me now it's my turn to keep moving forward toward you today if you're here today you say man I'm tired of waiting if that's you say man I'm tired of waiting I'm ready today is my day I'm ready to give my life to Jesus man I'm ready to remember the promises that he's called me to be I'm ready to learn from the things that I, I'm learning in the waiting season and today I'm ready to keep moving forward today is your opportunity to move forward if you're ready to move forward this is for you We're, we do a little bit different here at Pearl Street Church we keep our eyes open and we and we we just look forward we look straight ahead and today if you say man I'm ready for salvation today is my day can you raise your hand with the high so I'm ready for my salvation I'm ready to receive Jesus today Awesome, we see your hand. Praise God. Cool, we see your hand. God, we thank you so much for this moment. We thank you for today, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that today is the day of salvation, God. God, you've called us to something so much more than we could ever imagine, Lord. I thank you, God, that there's so much wisdom in the waiting. And even when we don't see it, and even when we don't remember it, God, you still are pursuing us daily. You're always pursuing us. So today we believe, God, that today in this moment right here, you can repeat after me and say, Father God, today is the day of salvation. Today is my time. Forgive me of my sins. I don't want to look back. I want to look forward to you. 
forgive me of all my sins I repent of who I once was and I move forward to who you've called me to be it's in your name we pray amen and amen